Hello everyone and welcome to Monster Hour! My name is Quinn, I'm the keeper of naughtiness and niceties. Introduce my three elves here to help me with this podcast today. Kyle. Oh, I'm Kyle. I play Alvin Hughes, the elf. The monstrous elf. Jesus Christ. Teal. Hi, my name's Teal. <laughs> I play Constance, the expert. And apparently I'm an elf. And Hannah. I'm not doing it at all. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, Hannah, I, before nope, we started recording, nope. I asked if you were in the holiday spirit, and you said yes. That didn't require me to do a voice. <laughs> we believe in you, Hannah! <laughs> the spirit is in you! <laughs> Alright, okay, okay, hold on. Well, I'll do it, but the... I'm Hannah, and I play J.R. the Crooked, and this... No, I'm not... <laughs> no, I'm not doing the voice for the duration of this. No, no, oh, no. No, no. Good lord. This is Christmas just for the introduction. <laughs> All right, there we go. We're good to go. Okay. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. This is our holiday episode. This is canonical, but not in our sort of main plot line. So... Uh, I think we're we can go ahead and jump in. It is wintertime in Firmament. For days, the town has been covered in a downy blanket of white-driven snow. Kids fill the streets each morning in flights of fancy, only to return the next day to find a fresh dusting of powder has rejuvenated the winter wonderland outside. The sounds of revelry from children and adults alike carry through the town over the still, arctic air. At night, the city is bathed, in the soft glow of a thousand little lights, hugging the snow-swept pine boughs and decorating the shops all up and down Main Street. The streets are filled with the smell of cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, and ginger. What are the three of you up to this glorious wintry day? Uh, JR is out <clears throat> casing joints. <laughs> Because uh, Christmas time is the time when people get a little, little sloppy with leaving packages in windows and presents in cars. And she's not, let's be clear, she's not broken into anything. She's just <laughs> out there. I going to say she's not broken. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, a window thieving like window shopping but for thieves so um oh and by the way she has acquired please do not ask how a uh, a wool great coat it's it's navy hmm. it's got these big buttons on it and a very nice it is i'm sorry to say fur lined trapper hat <laughs> excellent i have a follow-up question yes how many sizes smaller is JR's heart compared to the other Who's in Whoville? <laughs> is it one, like two, or perhaps three sizes too small? <laughs> JR loves the holiday season. I know she does. Quinn! <laughs> Quinn the Grinch hated Christmas. JR loves Christmas, <laughs> just not for the right reasons. Okay, I've I've been properly reprimanded. <laughs> Constance? So, 
feel free to tell me no because it's my throw a wrench in your plan. Why do you start every sentence? <laughs> Constance is on vacation. Why do you do this to well, me in Puerto Rico? <laughs> because I know you love a challenge. Um, so Constance is actually at the visitor center because there is a holiday craft fair. And she is trying to sell her wares. She's got prime real estate. And um, let's just say that it's not going well. There's a lot of felters. And people are really into cute little felt things. They're not very keen on large painted portraits of abstract gumballs. Is that the latest subject? Yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, which means that they're actually triangles. And nobody seems to understand that, so there's just a lot of <laughs> explaining it, and people just kind of oh, cool pyramids. Yeah, They're gumballs. Yeah, oh. it's not great. But Janice next to me with her freaking cute little finger puppets that you can get for stocking stuffers is making a killing. And I think Constance has maybe sold like one thing, and it was uh, uh, to a family friend. Important follow-up question: Is Janice? A sixth grade kid or a 65-year-old woman? (laughs) Good question. Keen, keen observation of who Janice could be. Uh, 65-year-old woman. Okay. It could have gone either way. I just wanted to clarify. It really could have, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, And and Alvin, what are you up to? Yeah, I think this morning, fresh snow, Alvin is uh, uh, helping out his neighbors and he's out shoveling the apartment drive. Oh, that's so sweet. Do your neighbors have a name or? I can partake. And create some... (laughs) Since we're all making names for people. So I think it's kind of a smaller little complex. And his immediate neighbors can be um, Oliver and Tiffany. And Oliver has some mobility issues, you know, and she's a very good caretaker and partner of his. But they, you know, need some help getting that snow out of there so they can get down to that road, get to the car. Yeah. Go get groceries. So Alvin, you were finishing up shoveling Oliver and Tiffany's driveway when the the window to your apartment opens and you hear Sarah call out to you, Alvin, you got some weird mail. Oh, you're finally up. I... (laughs) How... You want to come help? Do you want breakfast? I'd love a second breakfast. Thank you. (laughs) It looks important. Come get it. All right. If you don't come get it, I'm going to open it. I'll be there five minutes. Two minutes. I take 15 minutes to finish. (laughs) Okay. You finish up and you head back to your apartment. Sarah is inside. She's been staying with you the past, I I think, like week or so. Mm -hmm. Her dorm isn't going to be ready until spring semester starts. So got a little bit more time with her before she moves in on campus. And on Mm -hmm. the table, there's, you know, a little bit of mail. Uh, Most of it's just like advertisements and things like that. But there is one pretty large envelope that just says Alvin on the front and is otherwise unmarked. You should open that. Huh. Well, I'm sure that could wait (laughs) until after breakfast, don't you think, Sarah? Uh, Sarah has made uh, maple pecan pancakes. Wow. Yeah, I scarfed down a pancake while opening the package, kind of dumping it out on the table. Inside the envelope are four identical white cards with a gold embossed trim, each one bearing a short note written in a flowing script. Uh, You pull one out from the the pile, and it reads, You are cordially invited to the Thimble Ski Resort's 18th Annual Winter Solstice Soiree, a fundraiser benefiting the Helping Hands of Firmament Foundation. 
Enjoy a day of private access to the slopes, followed by a fireside dinner and après ski festivities at Thimble's world-class Valhalla Lounge. Attire is holiday formal. Formal. Inside the envelope, there's also a uh, semi-crumpled, hastily written note scribbled on yellow legal paper, which Uh reads, Hey, Alvin, scored the usual ticks for the soiree. Got plenty of people to staff the shop that day, so don't worry about picking up a shift. But stop by and say hi when you get in. See you at the lodge. And it's just signed Stan. Sweet. And you know Stan is the manager of the ski shop that you work at during the winter. Yeah. Old Stan keeps disappearing when the snow leaves. (laughs) Mysteriously. Yes. Uh, Stan is also our (laughs) first uh, name from Twitter, named after Stanito on uh, Twitter. So thanks, Stan, for tweeting about the show. Thank you, Stan. Yeah, so you have four tickets to the annual winter solstice soiree. Hmm, I can go four times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gather up the tickets and paw my chin. You're like, hmm, three <laughs> spare tickets for a fancy ski outing. Who should I bring with me? <laughs> hmm. Sarah's standing next to you, and she's like holding a pancake <laughs> on a spatula. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, maybe I should give Leon a call. Alvin, if you don't take me to that party, I'm going to hit you with a (laughs) spatula. All right, all right, all right. Here. Also, did you pack any formal clothes? And side question B, did you pack any formal clothes that fit me? I definitely packed formal clothes. I didn't pack any formal clothes that would fit you, no. Great. Have a nice dress, but- Well, our first quest- is hitting the thrift shop. I mean, you still have two more tickets, so you, do you know who you're going to take? Okay, second stop, thrift shop. But yeah, <laughs> I've, I've made some pretty close friends in the last couple months. I think I've got a, they've got an idea who these two tickets are going to. Okay, well, why don't you go talk to them? I will uh, start packing up some gear, and uh, we can get ready to go. It looks like it's in two days. Oh, you're right. Keen eyes. Um, I'm going to use my phone. <laughs> okay that is that's yeah, i'm gonna you're, yes i don't have a car please continue <laughs> yeah i will uh i'll ring up constance bring 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 i was ring. gonna say you gotta actually make a ring noise oh well no foley gonna... work here well my phone doesn't ring my phone goes beep boop boop beep boop bring. god bring. someone answer the phone uh, hi <laughs> hello hello hey hi. constance alvin oh hey hey what's up how interested are you in a fancy ski thing? Um, you're at Thimble. Uh, would I read her the invite? <laughs> okay, it's the Thimble Ski Resorts 18th Annual Winter Solstice Soiree. I mean, soiree sounds kind of. Like... And just to add a little more context here, Alvin, you've been to this a couple years in a row since you started working at the ski shop. Right. Stan always is able to score, you know, a handful of tickets for for you and anyone else you want to bring. And it's uh, it's bougie, but it's fun. Yeah, so it's this bougie but fun ski thing. <laughs> Thim- dang it. Thim- Hold on. I'm going to write it down for sure this time. Thimble. The Thimble Ski Thistle. Resort. No, just Thimble. Thim- just Thimble. Well, I remembered the important part. 
And uh, Alvin, you know, actually, it was named by Scandinavian immigrants who settled in, in firmament and referred to the whole mountain region where the Thimble Ski Resort is located as Fimble Winter, which is the yeah. never ending winter that is one of the three signs of the apocalypse. And it was cool so name. snowy <laughs> that they kept calling it Fimble Winter, but nobody understood what they were saying in sort of thought it was cute. You know, classic American fashion. So like, it's oh, now, now name named the Thimble Ski Resort. Great. Yeah, you want to? It's a uh, it's a a wintry holiday ski soiree at the Thimble Ski Resort. They've got pretty dope booze, foods mm-hmm. free, mm-hmm. as far as I remember, all included. Uh, and yeah, if you want to like hit the slopes, they've got some skiing competition classes. Uh, that all sounds great. Um, do you think maybe you should show up to this with a painting? Uh, <laughs> you think I should show up to it with a painting? Mm, maybe it's just a good idea for you to pick up a painting. Look, I'm dying out here. Can you at least fake a fake <laughs> hey, a purchase the... for me? Hey, I, that... I need some traffic going through my. Sure, booth. sure. What's the cheapest painting that you have? I mean, with a friend discount, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, sixty dollars. Yeah. I listen. Well, it's I've compact got... though. You can stick it in your wallet. I have some like Mad Money stuff in my budget, but I've just realized that I do need to go and find a some sort of holiday formal wear. Uh-huh. The old Well, if you jeans, come with a good gift, that usually doesn't... <laughs> Can I wear your paint? Can you? Hmm. Do you have any wearable paintings? Not yet, but that's a great concept. Oh. Look, uh, <laughs> I, this sounds fun. I am in. You can put me down as a yes. And if you have time to stop by and at least pretend to purchase something, don't look at me like that, Janice. Um, that would be ideal. Because oh, is Janice there? Say hi here. for me. Janice, hi. She says hello. Oh, she's a sweetie. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. Uh, you know, if you can stop by, that'd be great. Yeah, you might be hard to carry on the bike. So, listen, Constance, I got to give JR a call. Do you have her phone number this week? Oh, she left a note under a thing and told me to then go check this tree, and that's where the number would be. I haven't done it yet today. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could try last week's, but... It's not going to be there. It probably won't work out. Um, Oh, you know what? I rummage, I rummage, I rummage. I think this might work, and then I read you off a a number. Great. I'll give that a shot. Click. (laughs) Alvin? (laughs) Alvin? (laughs) Damn it. Hello? Who is this? It's Alvin. Is this JR? Or is this the Best Buy again? Hey, hey, Alvin. No, it's it's me. Last week it was the oh, the gray out station. Yeah. Okay, hey, what's uh, what's what's shaking? Hey, so I've got a great invite for you. What's the first thing that comes to mind when I say soiree? Ooh, lots of shiny things. I mean, um, fancy dress and not stealing things. You seem like the kind of person who would enjoy being in the vicinity of a soiree that has a formal dress code. Now you're speaking my language. And I have a legal ticket of entry for you. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I probably would have showed up anyway. Just uh, Oh, do you, not, just do you not need this ticket? Oh, no, I should probably use that we ticket. Could, we've got some other fun NPCs on this list I could try to invite. <laughs> No, give me the ticket. Now, I will say, if you do want to come, 
I'm going to point out a couple people and give you a list of a couple people, and those are just no-go targets, okay? Fine. Because there's some folks who my livelihood depends on, so... Just a cut. I'll just I'll give you a list. I'll point them out first thing. I'll make introductions, and if I like elbow you when we're meeting somebody, that means no go. But if yeah, I yeah. tap your shoulder, that means you're good to go. Perfect. Um, and if I introduce somebody and I don't remember their name, that means that they've got a lot of good jewelry things that are probably good to take. But if I do remember their name after the second time, then that means that um, uh, okay. I, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna slowly, I'm, uh, stop you right there, Alvin. Just hmm? like when you see somebody that. You don't want me to take things. You could just tell me that that is a person that instead of this whole elaborate like poking and gesturing and elbowing thing. A little less cool. And while I don't normally like working with restrictions, you know, it does make things more interesting. And I do love a challenge. So it's a creative uh, container. Yeah. Accepted. Yeah. I accept your challenge. All right. It's in two days. Speaking of which, Alvin, do you have... I'm making some assumptions here, and my apologies. Um, You don't strike me as a young man who has a lot of formal wear. Absolutely none, no. Would you like to... Why don't, why don't you and I go out and see if we can find you something to look good in? That sounds great. Yes. Montage. Shopping montage. Montage. Yes. <laughs> montage with holiday music. Yep. We're going shopping together. I mean, you got to, this is an audio medium. You got to describe the montage. Well, we go to the street with stores. So, Carmen, the good we're, one. We're going to go to, because I'm assuming Alvin does not have a ton of money, and I'm assuming you don't want me to steal <laughs> something for you because you have morals <laughs> and I don't. Um, so we're, we're mm-hmm. going to hit up some of the thrift stores. There's going to be a, a scene of like, you know, Alvin's in a dressing room and mm-hmm. I'm like shoving things through and they're coming through. And at one point he probably coyote ups a little bit and he comes out of the dressing room and there's like a little extra fur like sticking out of the collar. And I'm like, yeah. no, 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 make the nose go back in. And then he comes out and we, we find a suit and, uh, it's, uh, let's see what, what kind of suit would look good on Alvin? Um, it's a tweed suit. So it's a little, mm-hmm. like, it's a little professorial for Alvin, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I think he pulls it off well. And a dark green vest. Yes. 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 Christmas vest. With a, Christmas with vest. a red holiday tie. That they oh, have my, a thousand oh my God. You look so festive. And like, JR's got like heart eyes. Excellent. It's like a dark gray tweed. Yeah. Does it have yeah, the yeah. little like the hairline brown little like Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very understated pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I love this. And it is just barely big enough. Yes. It's as close as anything has been (laughs) to fitting. Welcome to our sartorial podcast. (laughs) Suit hour. (laughs) Sorry for the bait and switch, but here we are. Um, great. So you all have a little bit of time to, to do sort of anything that you want to do before you head to the soiree. Is there anything else that any of you want to do to get ready? I think Alvin has also swung by the visitor center and has tried to work out a rent to own sort of situation <laughs> with Constance. Yeah. Let's hear it. On the down low, like I'll, I'll swing by and I'll come in with my new fancy suit and be like, Oh, let me see what sort of crafts and arts me, a very rich man, would like to purchase here at this visitor center. Hmm, let's see. All these finger puppets are very cute, but oh, what are these pyramids? Delectable. 
they're <laughs> by pyramids you mean abstract gumballs, right? Oh, Rich, absolutely. Sir? As I approach them closer, of course I can see that they are in <laughs> fact abstract gumballs. Abstract gumballs. Yes. I've heard that these are all the rage in Belgium this season. Yes. Tell me, fine artist, how much for the lot of them? Oh, for all of them. Uh, 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 $250,000. Oh, well, I will have my accountants look into this right away. But for now, I think I will only require just one for my sitting room. Ah, yes, you want to buy a piece of culture for your sitting room? (laughs) One fine culture for the sitting room in my grand library. In your grand library, boy, it's almost like if you own art, you're good enough to have a grand library, unlike some dumb little felt puppet. (laughs) I have many felt puppets already, thank you very much, so I do not need any more of these, but I have... The centerpiece of my grand library requires one of these pyramid gumballs. <laughs> Abstract pyramids. Abstract pyramids. Thank no, you. No, they are gumballs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, wise, cultured gentleman. And Constance hands him a less than great one, but a decent one, and uh, kind of whispers, I'll have that back later. Yes, of course. Well, I will send you a personal check from Jeeves. Oh, he's back at the car. I'll have him come and send you a check by mail. That that sounds excellent. Here, you may you may have my card. I will be coming around again, and and I hand you the invite. Constance puts it up in the air and is like, "Yes, the card of a true, cultured, sophisticated man." Buying a painting is not cheap. He wants the best for his loved ones this holiday season. Thank you. I have an interest in commissioning some work, but we will discuss it in two days. The soiree is two days. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Great. Good. Uh, uh, sachet out of here. Okay. And I walk out swinging my arms wildly. <laughs> um, and complimenting other folks as I, as I go. Like, ah, oh, you are, yes, very distinguished connoisseur of art. I would recommend these these fine pyramid gumballs over there. Abstract. Abstract. Okay. All right. That was that was excellent. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so we're, we're going to just uh, go ahead and jump ahead here. It is the day of the soiree. Really quick. I know you want to roll ahead, but can I just say that I made a cool $300 at this thing? Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> so now we jump ahead. Okay. Uh, so the four of you are all packed up and you do a little road trip out to the Thimble Ski Resort. It's about a 45 minute drive. I think you're all just in Constance's car, sorry, carpooling up, mostly because Constance is the only one who has a car. But uh, you arrive without incident at the Thimble Ski Resort. The near summit is blanketed in the thick layer of snow. There's a small parking lot, and you can see that it's already starting to fill up as some of the guests for the soiree are arriving. They all look pretty well-to-do. Some of them have very, very nice skis, but others appear to be headed for a nice cozy stay in the lodge until the evening festivities get underway. Thimble isn't a a large ski resort, but it is a, a relatively nice one. 
Up ahead of you, you can see the Valhalla Lodge, which is where most of the ski resort's activities and uh, shops and everything are located. There's the main lift, the Ragnarok lift, um, which takes you up to most of the runs. And then there is a smaller uh, ski stand. And Alvin, you know that's uh, Stan Ski Stand. Stan Ski Stand. Stan Ski Stand. Who's Ski Stand? Stan Ski Stand. Stan. Damn. Monsanto, it's really kind of owned by <laughs> No, don't make that canon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Stan runs a small independent no, business. Stan is the backbone yeah. of the local community. We all we all love Stan until the snow's gone and he disappears mysteriously. Is Stan Only to return late in fall. Is Stan a snow spirit? The world may never He's know. A snow ghost. Mm. <laughs> I have a question. So we got so, up here at what time? Oh, it's probably like eleven. 10.30, Okay, maybe. so it would not be inappropriate for us to have, like, brought a change of clothes? Oh, no, not at all. Okay, okay. Um, and you're welcome to... I think when you leave the parking lot area, there is a greeter who says, Welcome to the 18th Annual Winter Solstice Soiree. If you have a change of clothes, you're welcome to leave those with me, or you can head to the lodge. We have a variety of activities this uh, fine winter day. You can hit the slopes if that's your thing. You're also welcome to hang out in the lodge where we have a silent auction that will be running through dinner, as well as a wide variety of food and wine tastings. Mm. JR would kind of like to do a little bit of snowshoeing. Oh, yes, we can certainly. But then also that. get back at some point to start, you know, I'm not saying this aloud to the greeter, but like scope things out, you know, yeah. in case. Okay. Yeah, and I can probably hook y'all up with any sort of snow gear you need, borrow from Stan. Perfect. I, I would like to do a little snowshoeing. I think Constance is intrigued by this side of JR and, and wants to join. All right. Okay, so two of you are going snowshoeing. Alvin, what are you up to? I think Alvin's probably always up for some exercise. He's been in the car for a long time. <laughs> you know how dogs get in the how car. How dogs get in the car, you know. Gotta got, got, got run a little bit. Um, so yeah, he's probably going to grab some like cross-country skis. Cool. I think Sarah will join you for that. Yeah, Sarah and I can go some, do some cross-country skiing. Alvin, I'll do some cross-country, but you know I want to do some downhill later, Okay. Oh, for sure, for sure. L- listen, just wait until night. They light up the slopes. Ooh. It's amazing. Like you get the lights on the slopes and you get they like turn on the snow cannons and it kind of starts okay. the snow and the it's oh, yeah, it's amazing. All right, I'm in. Totes. Excellent. Would anyone care to drop off their clothes before they hit the slopes? Uh, yeah. Why? yeah. My name is oh, Jarvis, bags. by the way. Jarvis. If you uh, need anything, just oh. give a holler, and I'll uh, I'll do My what accountant. I can. <laughs> My accountant, Jarvis. No, yes, maybe I'm just calling my change of clothes in the trunk. It will get wrinkled. I'm not too worried about that. Just you wait and see what I brought. <laughs> Quinn, is this a an overnight? Do we have like spots at the oh, at like the lodge lodging? overnight yeah. or is this kind of a thing for the evening where we're planning on driving back to firmament oh no you, everyone has a spot in the lodge oh then we'll just put it in our room thank you very well we could do that uh so you all get settled in and then you go ahead and uh and hit the mountainside jr and, and constance you're doing a little snowshoeing yeah there's a, a whole lot of routes that you could go take what are some of the route names you think um bilbo <laughs> Bilbo route, <laughs> Bilbo Trail. There's the Bilbo Bunny Bilbo. Trail. 
Yeah. Bilbo Bunny Trail. Bill. There's Trollhaven. <laughs> uh, Narnia. Elf Ridge. Peak. Elf Ridge. Narnia. Mind Flayer Bend. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, you got a couple trails that you could go to. What are you thinking? I'm thinking probably like middle difficulty. I don't think I want to go on the bunny trail, but JR's not up for anything that's going to be super duper athletic. I think Trollhaven is actually probably about the, the middle run. The Bilbo Bunny Slope is easy. Elfridge, actually pretty technical. You need a little bit of agility. Mm. It's on the ridge line, so you got to be careful. So Trollhaven, I think, is the way to go if you want something middle of the line. Perfect. We're them go. damn elite elves. Just <laughs> fuck them elves. We have strong opinions about elves. Okay. <laughs> um, so the two of you start heading out to Trollhaven. It's mostly flat. There's a few up and downs. You got a lot of trees lining the sides of this little route. And it is quiet and peaceful and serene as the two of you trek out into the Arctic wilderness. So uh, what are some of your artistic influences? Oh, my number one influence is Madonna. (laughs) Interesting. Mm -hmm. The singer or the concept? The singer. The the concept actually, I feel, is derivative at this point. But the singer (laughs) is fascinating. I think if you look at her music videos as painted works, they tell quite a story. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. How'd the craft fair go? I mean, our show. You know, I mean, it was not busy. You know, uh, people don't shop this time of year. So, um, <laughs> t- typically speaking, it's a dead season. So- Holiday times, yeah, no one buys it. Something down the wrong pipe there. (laughs) 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 Yes, this is truly the the least shoppiest time of the year. (laughs) You know, I mean, by this time, everyone's already gotten things. It's really the deadest of dead seasons. You you need to, this should happen a month earlier. I think things would be a lot better for me. I'm sorry, you want Christmas to happen a month earlier? Or you want the art show to happen a month? Earlier. No, no, no. Sure. The art show. My working theory is that uh, by the time the craft fair rolls around, you know, everyone's already gotten their presents and holiday right. gifts. And so there's just yeah. no room for yeah luxury, mm-hmm. cultured goods. You know, that stuff right. takes time. Yeah. It's not like a stupid felt thing. Of course. I'm, I'm that sorry, you can what? just throw down $10 and, oh, I'm going to get a six pack. A what? Ah. A what thing? Anyway. Enough talk about me. It's kind of, I'm kind of having a, a weird week, artistically speaking. But uh, how, how how about you, Jr? How's um? Do you have siblings? I was about to ask how's your brother, and I don't know why. You know, isn't it just like really pretty out? It's so pretty. <laughs> Look at the snow. Oh my god! Don't you just love snow? I love snow. Jr. Oh, I will. I love snow. I will buy you a new jacket if you tell me one true fact about yourself. What kind of jacket are we talking about? Are we talking- a nice jacket. A nice jacket? A-, a jacket my mother would get for me. In fact- It would be with her credit card, yes. <laughs> in fact, oh boy. I have a collection in my closet. Yeah, actually, it, it, it metaphorically would be with her credit card. She bought me a bunch of jackets I'll never wear, but I imagine you might like. 
Okay. Uh, the longest that I have spent anywhere other than when I was a child and here in Firmament was several months that I was in Alaska, which is why I like snowshoeing. Huh. That's where I picked it up. Yeah. That's that there is a there is a true fact about me. I am well very much looking forward to hitting up the local department store for a check. Oh, I, I said the jackets that my mother had gotten me. There's a purple petticoat with your name on it. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I want to jump right there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, we're going to make this a three-parter. Just you <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, just all dialogue. We'll get nothing. episode two, then a monster. Okay. <laughs> Alvin and Sarah... Yep. I say to myself, who plays Sarah, uh, <laughs> Alvin, you're headed out with Sarah to do some cross-country skiing. Mm-hmm. Do you stop by the ski shop first? Yeah, I think we'd stop by the ski shop to um, have Stan, one, hold on to my skis and also grab some, just borrow some cross-country skis and check in with Stan. So you head up to the ski shop. It's a small shack, basically. It's sort of vaguely Northern European themes, just sort of like... Lots of exposed wood. Mm-hmm. And you see Stan at the window kind of daydreaming. Stan is a, a wiry looking man in his in his late 40s. Uh, his hair is mostly gone gray. He has a affable if somewhat absent-minded demeanor to him. And I don't think he notices you until you are standing at the window. Stan, the man. Alvin, How's it going? what's going on, bud? Hey, what a it's hey. pretty good day, huh? Oh, man, Check it's it a great day. Good to see you again. Got good to be back pow. in business. That's great. Oh, How you yeah, doing, bud? Good pal. I'm, I'm doing great. I mean, uh, this is my uh, uh, the sister Sarah's here. She's uh, hey Sarah, she's nice to meet you. The, she's with me for the soiree. She's uh, she's gonna be attending Firmament College uh, this year. I remember Firmament. I mean, I don't really remember Firmament College, but I sort of remember Firmament College. <laughs> I've heard I've heard your stories around Firmament College. Oh for yeah. Sure. You guys need some skis? Alvin, I know you got some. Yeah, yeah. Sarah, you need any skis? We're going to be hopping out on some uh, some cross-country skis, and uh, later we'll grab some downhills, hit that fresh pow, as you said. Yeah. Now, Alvin, we've talked a little bit about your ski life and, and a little bit about Stan. You said Stan is a bit of like a tinkerer, right? Sort of like an inventor? Yeah, I think he's got, he has the common brands that people can come and rent and whatever, but like he prefers to do the, the repairs on things himself. And, you know, he's, he tinkers a bit, works on, you know, some custom bindings and he's got his own brand of skis that, you know, not a lot of people are very interested in, but he's like, they're All right, revolutionary. Hold on. I got, of course. I got just the thing. Oh boy. And he goes back into the shop and like opens the back door into a further back area and comes out with this like set of skis and you can see that they have like little like power mountings on them and a small solar panel on the top. Whoa, dude. It says, all right, now these skis, let me tell you, they're solar powered and they have a special frequency that they attune to and it just makes you cut through the snow. You got to try them. Well, like vibro skis. Yeah. Some kind of Star yeah. Wars shit. Yeah, man. Well, Sarah, you up to for um some experiments? She like shoots you a look like, do I have to say yes to this because this guy's your bud, or can I say no? 
Hey, Stan, you got any, I mean, these, these look great. I can't wait to try them out. You got any, uh, consumer grade skis? Something uh, like that, that? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. The vibro skis are not for everybody and that's okay. Yeah. I got some, I got some regular, just playing cross country skis for you, Sarah. It'll be totally cool. And he puts the vibro skis underneath the counter and grabs a, a regular pair and says, but, if you want to come back and give them a try sometime, they'll be here waiting for you. We may give them a go on the on the downhill where you get a lot more of that edge. Hey, Alvin, you got to be careful on the downhill with the vibro skis. Did we lose someone? Did, did we lose someone? No. Okay, good. But it's been close. Okay, great. It's been close. Okay, yeah, I'll come back and get them later. Okay. All right, you two have fun. Alvin sets, like, once they get the skis on, he kind of sets off. Just making small chat towards Bilbo Bunny Hill. <laughs> and I expect Sarah probably gives a tisk and just tears off oh, towards yeah. um, whatever the Mind Flayer one was. I don't know. That one sounds good. <laughs> it's rated one of the more difficult routes. And I think even Alvin has a bit of trouble keeping up. It's a technically difficult cross-country ski trail. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of steeper slopes, sharp turns, technical angles. Hopefully I sounded like I know about skiing there. Uh, <laughs> and Technical you you try to start making small talk with Sarah, and she just tears off. Which honestly oh, shouldn't God. surprise you based on how competitive she is, but she doesn't even say anything. She just blitzes out. I attempt to keep up to the best of my human abilities. Uh, roll act under pressure. Okay. Oh dang, it's a cool skill. Uh, eight. Yeah, I mean, the hard choice here is the obvious one, which is that you're not going to be able to keep up with Sarah if you just do it as a, a normal human man. I have no limits out. How deep is your sibling rivalry? <laughs> I think the competitive nature does stir within him, and I think he does, while not full coyote, because would just bust up the skis pretty bad, he does, like, push and do a no limits. Yeah, roll no limits. Six, and two, it's eight, plus three, it's eleven. So uh, take that, Sarah. You have a tightly controlled burst of lycanthropy, and underneath, like all your ski apparel, you can feel some fur jutting out. It gets pretty warm in your ski suit, but mm-hmm. you flex your wolf muscles, and you easily catch up to Sarah. And I think by the end, you're able to to best her. Ha! <sighs> well, you've been practicing, that's for sure. I have. You could barely keep up on the farm. Now you're a cross country skier. Listen, I've been working at a ski shop for years now. Uh, I guess. I'm just so used <laughs> to you being a, a pretty pathetic athlete. I, I didn't expect this from you. Yeah, Aww. well, you know, things change when you go to college. <laughs> I'm not going to be a sore loser. You beat me fair and square. And she oh, I know this is, a, this is a long and... I give her a handshake while saying, now I know this is a long and, and difficult course. Do you want to lift back? Like, I can, you can hop right on my back and I'll just... Do you want me to hop? You know, I know you seem tired. Oh. <laughs> And she takes off. Oh, <laughs> Alvin. Yeah, I, I cackle and I follow her. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's your holly jolly narrator here. Thanks so much for tuning in to part one of the Monster Hour Holiday Special. As you may have already guessed, this is going to be a two-parter, because these fine folks were filled with so much joy, they had trouble getting down to business. A special thank you to everyone who has secured their spot on the nice list this year by sharing this show with their friends. 
We all know the real holiday monster is not knowing what to get your loved ones. So this year, why not give them the gift of a great podcast recommendation? And in case you were busy dreaming of sugar plum fairies, don't forget that if you tweet about the show using hashtag MonsterHourPod, you might wind up with a character named after you. Characters like Stan, the ski stand owner and amateur tinkerer. Now, even though we have a tight schedule up here at the workshop, we would never leave you hanging through the new year. So keep an eye out under your tree on December 24th for the second half of the holiday special. Until then, stay off the naughty list. So, Constance and JR, you have made it back to the to the lodge. It's late afternoon. You don't have a lot of time left before the evening festivities get underway, but you've got a little bit of time if you want to do something else. I kind of want to scope out the ski lodge. Okay. Constance, are you are you joining? Are you junior thiefing or are you uh, doing your own thing? <laughs> I want to kind of peruse the main lobby, like, you know, just, just see how the other half lives a little bit. So the two of you head into the Valhalla Lodge. The touchstone here is the lodge resort from The Shining, but before it's creepy. That older, almost Victorian-esque style on the interior, but with lots of like open wood. So there's main foyer, and to the left, there's a grand ballroom, and you can see that there are dozens and dozens of little stands set up for the silent auction, and there's a handful of people who are traipsing around To the other side, there is the dining hall, and there's a number of tables set up with nice tablecloths and tasteful centerpieces. And then further back, you can see there is the main food area, which is not where you will be eating, but it is where folks are gathered for some pre-dinner apres-ski activities. Mm. Um, And then all of the rooms and everything are upstairs. Well, I'm going to get my bag so I can change. And uh, I think, uh, well, I didn't promise Constance anything, but it is early in the night to be stealing stuff. And, you know, this outfit does not give me a whole lot of place to hide things because JR is wearing the flea bag jumpsuit. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Um, with With, like, a very, very big piece of shiny absolutely 100% real necklace. On your way back down the stairs, you pass by Jarvis, who's carrying a couple bags, and he tips his cap to you. Says, He says, Evening. (laughs) (laughs) That's not, okay, okay. Yeah, evening to you too, Jarvis. And he keeps walking by. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Constance, what are you up to? Well, I go and I think I'll just note that I did go and get changed and I dropped an image in the Monster Hour thread, <laughs> oh, but I'll God. go ahead God. and describe it. Yes! Yes! So, it's like Medusa, are. but make it fashion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, boy. yes. You're understanding Madonna as fashion now. <laughs> Imagine as, as painting. a thousand eels. Yeah, so it's a th- it's, it is basically a thousand black eels. But what it's supposed to represent, uh, Constance made this herself for an earlier high society event. Uh, it is supposed to represent the interconnected pathways and lives of the elite. And so it's social commentary and dress form. It does look like a bunch of black eels, though. And the heels do hiss as I walk. Oh, boy. 
Oh. So when you when oh, they Lord. smack on the ground, it goes hiss. Okay. Um, yeah. I think you step out of your room immediately after changing, and Jarvis is there, and he says, "Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> exactly how one Jeez. should react. Oh. Such a truth-telling outfit. Oh God! Yes, you get it. You understand. Proletariat, am I right? <laughs> no. You're not, no. Holiday formal. Holiday formal, and he runs away. <laughs> so he didn't say what holiday. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you've changed into this outfit. <laughs> which I, I'm just going to call the snake tunic? Yeah, I think that's I like appropriate. that. Snake tunic. That's good. That's yeah. real good. <laughs> okay, so you're, so you're wearing the snake tunic. Anything you're going to do before things get started, or are you going to just sort of sort of hang out? I'm taking a, a look around the room with a bit of an investigator's eye. Not because I think anything is going to be weird. I'm just, you know, I've come off of another bad craft fair experience, and I'm a little resentful, if you can't tell, and a little bit like people don't understand or appreciate the genius of my work. And so I'm kind of looking around at all these better off folks. So which room are you are you in? Are you in the, the auction room, the dining hall? I'm in the where... auction room. I want to see what's going on in the auction room. Yeah, go ahead and roll to investigate a mystery. That's a nine. Okay, hold one. Let's see here. What do I want to ask? Ooh, what is being concealed here, if anything? Hmm. Okay. Okay. What would be being concealed here? Yeah, I rarely do this, but the circumstances are different. Um, there's nothing being concealed here. Oh. It is a silent Ooh. auction. There are a lot of very expensive sort of packages being offered. People are bidding a lot of money, but no, there's nothing being concealed here. Okay, really quick, I'm just going to peruse the silent auction items. And um, is there anything with a jet ski, like a jet ski tour around somewhere? There's definitely not a jet ski because the only body of water that's really nearby is the river and there's not really like a lot of jet skiing on the river. But like a vacation package. Oh yeah, there's several. I snap a photo of a outing package of some kind and send it off to my dad with like a eh? Eh? Question mark because uh, yeah, it might be a fun thing for us to do. Granted, they they would be paying for it. But anyway. I think your dad replies back and just says... um. It's a little too rich for my blood. Uh, uh, and you, you can see that emoji. the price right now is at a mean 75000 Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, Whoa. that's ridiculous. Uh, sorry, I read that as 750 I missed a couple <laughs> of zeros. <laughs> Oops. Says, it's okay, dear. Aw. Yeah, I tried. Alvin, how's your uh, how's your downhill ski sojourn with, uh, with Sarah? Um, Did you... Did you use the vibro skis? I took the vibro skis. <laughs> um, Am I dead? <laughs> yeah, you're dead. Um, I'm I'm in a tree. So they have an on-off switch. Is the on-off switch like down on on the binding uh, like, as you're skiing? No, it's like a it's like a clicker that you around. hold in your hand. It's like attached oh, okay. to the ski pole. Is that ski pole then attached to like the back of the ski by a little coiled wire? No, it appears to be wireless. Or is he's got it wireless? Wow, Stan's stepping up his game. Um, yeah, so I guess um, we'll, uh, I'll put on the, the vibro skis. I'll, we'll go to the top of the route. And at the top, I'll have Sarah go after me. I'll say, listen, okay, we're going to try these skis. So you got to have a report ready. If you see me 
wave my arms around, that means I no longer have control and I may need rescue. If you see me ski feet side up, definitely have trouble. Please come and rescue me. If you see one arm flailing around, that means I think I got she it. Don't worry about you it. Down the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the button. Uh, roll act under pressure. Dang, why are all these cool moves? Oh, nine. Okay. Worst outcome, hard choice, or a price to pay. I think it's going to be a hard choice. These skis, as soon as you activate them, just slice through the snow. And you take off down this mountain. But you are immediately out of control based on how fast you're going. Yeah, both arms. Both arms waving. Yeah, and Sarah bombs after you, but she's just not as fast. That was a little jump. Yeah. Uh, So you either are going to crash and potentially hurt yourself. Or you are going to need to know limits to gain control over your descent. Yeah, I think the longer I'm hanging out with Sarah, the less guarded he is with his no limits or the the less he like is consciously thinking about not doing it. It's starting to become kind of a second nature thing. So like when this situation comes up, he's going to use his muscles and try to stop. Go ahead and roll me a no limits. Glad it's weird, though. So that's a nine. Okay. There's a negative consequence for your no limits roll. Uh, You suffer one harm, you take minus one forward, or you need to rest right now. I don't think I would need to rest. So probably, probably suffer one harm. Yeah. So you're bombing down this mountain on the vibro skis, and you're able to wolf out to coyote up a little bit and gain just a little bit of control, enough to steer yourself. And you steer yourself towards a tree well, and you sort of crash into it. You seem to crash into trees a lot when you're no limiting. It's a theme well, I need to explore. <laughs> um, but you crash well. into this tree well, and um, you stop, but you do hurt yourself. And uh, you can hear Sarah like shouting after you, Alvin, Alvin, are you okay? Alvin! That was awesome! Oh my god, you're so stupid! Why would you try the fibro skis? Holy shit, we should go somewhere with fewer trees. <laughs> and do it again. <laughs> She's like, can you get out? Are you okay? Four out of five stars. You're such an idiot. <laughs> get out of there. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I can get out. Is it just the the one harm through my yeah, yeah. immortal? Okay. You sort of claw your way out, and she looks at you, and she cocks her head to the side, and she's like, Alvin, did your beard get bigger? Uh just now? I I, I feel it and like, I don't think so. I swear it looks bushier. Well, you know, when you go to college, you grow up. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay. And the two of you make your way back down to the lodge, and it is time for dinner. The four of you have a table with Stan. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's just the five of you. <laughs> they probably gave Stan extra tickets just so no one else has to sit at the table. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's there because he has the shop, and he's got to be invited to the soiree, but they've got... <laughs> It's a five-person table. It's a throwaway table. Yeah, they don't want to hurt his feelings, but... I think Stan's wearing, like, a, f- a funny outfit. It's semi-formal, but it's, uh... Oh, I think it's, like, a blazer with, like, Christmas prints all over it. Like, mm-hmm. like trees and, like, ornaments and things like that. So it's, like, a suit, but it's a Christmas suit. I fucking <laughs> love it. I, I love <laughs> it. Stan's like, hey, guys, how's table. it going? How are the slopes? Did you try the vibro skis? 
Dude, my man Stan, it was fucking awesome. But listen, here's my review. Okay. Four stars. Lay it on me. Needs breaks. 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 Yeah. You got to put breaks on there or someone is definitely going to die. Oh, that's a really good feedback. Thank you. You bet. (laughs) Didn't have breaks before. Hey, sometimes you just, you think about going fast and you don't think about slowing down. Listen, yeah, I love the focus in the design, you know? It, you, it definitely is doing one thing. It's doing that one thing very well. All right. Well, I'll work on brakes next. All right. Okay. If your brakes work half as good as the rest of it, it's going to be a killer product. Awesome. Thanks for testing it out, and I Alvin. don't mean I don't mean that ironically, hopefully. <laughs> no uh, pun intended. We all ready for a nice little rubber chicken dinner? Here we go. Rubber chicken? I thought we were going to get rubber chicken. No, it's it's a it's it, no, a, it's no, a it, saying. It, it's a saying. It's a saying. It means that the chicken is not going to be very good because they're serving as all chicken. It's not. They're not serving as literal. I mean, unless you were chicken. a chump and you chose vegetarian, or is Stan a vegetarian? Stan might be a vegetarian. I feel like Stan, Stan is a vegetarian. Stan's, Stan's a vegetarian. Yeah. yeah. Well, unless you went veggie like me, you know, save the planet. I think Stan is an uh, nothing but octopus-tarian. He's a pescopalian, but specifically just octopus. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's because he's probably surfing during the summer, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stan yeah. That's where he definitely goes. surfs. That's where he disappears yeah. to. He goes to yep. California hey! to surf. He's a ski bum and a beach bum. Yeah. Yep. Just a bum. Two bums. <laughs> two bums. He's a two bum Stan. Two bum Stan. <laughs> My new favorite NPC. Um, so the the four of you take a seat at the table. You can see other folks are starting to pile in. Constance, you you recognize several people. I think sure. it's the Olympic Heights crowd for sure. Yeah. You see Jarvis leading a small host of waiters who are bringing out some appetizers as people get settled in, and you see a woman step up to the podium. Uh, She has raven hair and uh, a bright smile on her face, and she taps the mic a couple times. Hello? Hello? Yes, thank you. Thank you all for being here tonight. My name is Mayor Ravenna Chamberlain, and it is uh, so nice to see you all here at the 18th annual Winter Solstice Soiree, benefiting the Helping Hands of Firmament. As you know, I'm a former board member of Helping Hands, and I have to say it just brings me so much joy to see all of you here supporting such a wonderful organization. It really is critical that we do what we can to help the less fortunate in Firmament. If you haven't already, please visit the silent auction. Your donations are 100% tax deductible. <laughs> and uh, Constance's tentacles twitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the snakes move and hiss. Uh, Dinner will be served in just a moment. If you're feeling particularly motivated, there are some envelopes on your table. You can make an additional donation. And again, thank you all for coming and uh, enjoy the celebration. There's very polite applause uh, befitting, you know, the company. And uh, she takes a seat. I say this here like, wow, it's another another winning speech from, from Mayor Chamberlain, you know? I really like how she pretends like she doesn't know what she's going to say, but it's been the exact same thing for five years. <laughs> <laughs> There's dinner. I'm hungry. That snowshoe take a lot out of me. <laughs> a uh, very pleasant salad course is brought out to you. A uh, nice little, let's see, chicory and pomegranate with a balsamic vinaigrette and shaved parmesan. Uh, is there anybody else that we recognize in this crowd? 
Yeah. JR, you recognize Dr. Nassim Tamina, the president of the Colorado National Laboratory. She's sitting at a table with Mayor Chamberlain. Ooh, she probably recognizes you too, huh? Well, I'm not wearing the suit. That's true. So I'm just going to like kind of turn my chair away so that I'm not going to accidentally make eye contact with her. Anybody else that we recognize? (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) And you look very handsome, You turn your chair towards Alvin. Alvin looks up from the meal and goes, hi. (laughs) (laughs) What else is going on? Like, let's... um, (laughs) Let's let's move this scene along a little bit. <laughs> I'm making this a four-parter. <laughs> yeah, nothing special has happened cool. yet. <laughs> so people are settling in to eat. It's mostly uh, dignified and uh, polite conversation. Uh, every once in a while, you can hear some sharper noises from around the corner, and I think you see some like kids running by every once in a while. They've repurposed the official restaurant area to be the the kids' room. And there's a few people who have gotten up between courses and are checking out the silent auction. But other than that, there's really not a terribly lot going on. I mean, I kind of just want to go steal some stuff. <laughs> Constance is also, she's not looking for a fight. But if an argument or something breaks out, Constance is ready. Like, she's got her provocative outfit. She's ready to be self-righteous. Oh, yeah. And people are you know. staring at you. Like, <laughs> yeah. all the time. Hey, Dan, Jessica, I see you over there. How's your gardener? Oh, that's right. You fired him. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to get up and Constance, leave. you're not really being very polite. What would your parents think? Exactly. Exactly. He's like, stand by the buffet in your outfit, just waiting for somebody to try to push past you into something. <laughs> like, you're standing right by the best food. Like, oh, excuse me, pardon me. It's like, oh, am I in your way? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm making a scene of my own making, and it is embarrassing only to myself. Alvin is loving all of this, and he's he's eating the appetizers like popcorn, watching Constance at the at the buffet. So, Constance, you're picking a fight. You're causing a scene with some of the well-to-do folks here. JR, you're getting up to go for a drink, and Alvin, you're just nomming down on some apps. You're burying your face in those, uh, you know... Uh, rockfish ceviche squares you're you're nomming down on some arancini risotto balls you're you're going wild on some uh some pickled corn and uh Mm. roasted pork tacos you're having a good time hey quinn yeah how long did you spend prepping for this this show and how long of that was just making up cool food Uh, i've literally (laughs) prepped none of the food this is just natural talent well i'm hungry (laughs) (laughs) And the main course is about to be served, and uh, JR, you're on your way to the bar, and a kid streaks out and runs into you and, like, collides with you and says, oh, sorry, ma'am, and then runs past you um, and over to the head table where Ravenna Chamberlain and Nassim Tamina are seated. Ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, I'm getting a drink. Constance, I think you're nearby and you can overhear this kid's conversation. And it sounds like it's Dr. Tamina's kid. Mommy, the magic key. It made my toy come to life. What? The toy came to life uh, and then it took the key, Mommy. You have to make it give it back. Oh, boy. About how old is the kid? Uh, like nine. Okay. Important fact. Nine-year-olds can be bribed. They can be reasoned with. They have desires. They have desires and wants. 
out of context, that sounds super creepy, but <laughs> we all know what I'm talking about. Alvin! Alvin! Oh. Hmm? The lab director's kid just talked about having a magical key. A key that turned its toy to life. Whoa. You think that's like another key or is <laughs> probably just the one key, huh? Oh, As you're having boy. this conversation, like three more kids run around the corner into the room. Kind of laughing, but also kind of screaming. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go in the direction where the kids came from. And I'm assuming I have not overheard this conversation about no. magic key. But I'm going to... I'm curious, and I also would like to be away from Dr. Nassim, so I'm going to take my drink, and I'm going to go waltzing out of there towards where the kids came running from. Wait, Constance, we got a signal to JR. Help me out. Hold on. We should have a game plan, because I think JR's just going to see red and want to get her key back right away. We need to play it cool. Um, How do you play it cool? Uh... So, JR, you turn the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? We go running after JR. Okay, I, I turn the corner and... Cool. So, JR, you turn the corner into the main restaurant area, and you can see that there's like a small kids area set up. There's some holiday decorations that uh, are adorning the area. There's a nice little tree. There's some lights, uh, and there's a bunch of presents. You can see the discarded paper. And standing in the midst of all of this paper is a doll. It is a toy elf, and it is... Holding your key. Okay. And uh, it turns and looks at you. <laughs> oh, oh, And oh. says, <clears throat> Rise up, my comrades, rise up! Oh, the time oh, is nigh, shit. the revolution is here! No longer uh, will we be slaves uh, to uh, the how? bourgeois capitalists! How? We will no longer play for their entertainment! Rise up! Rise up! Damn straight. How tall is this doll? <laughs> Give me some button eyes. Uh, this, I'm, in, I'm on board. This doll is about two feet tall. I'm tackling the doll. Oh, hold on. Because uh, the doll See, this is why I wanted us to play it cool. The rest of the description is. As you see this doll saying this, it's holding up the key, and the key is glowing. And from the remnants of the wrapping paper, from the discarded boxes, you see other toys starting to come to life. There is a large bear that has a big heart on it. And this bear is the size of like a carnival bear. It's about five feet tall and it slowly lumbers and stands up. I skipped all. There's a set of canisters and all the lids pop off and this multicolored dough starts snaking out and forming together. There is a janky looking toy helicopter that's decorated like a sleigh almost and it picks up off the ground and starts playing Ride of the Valkyries. (laughs) And there are just dozens and dozens and dozens of smaller little miniature toys that start crawling out from the Ditris, and the toy elf looks at you and says, No gods! No masters! And they all start moving towards you. Uh, well, I'm gonna back up. I'm also (laughs) gonna pull out my phone, because this jumpsuit has pockets. And I'm gonna call good old Stony Baloney. He made it very clear that I was to call if shit went down. And we are about to be attacked by a bunch of sentient toys. Have we made it around the corner? Oh, good question. Have they seen what's going on? 
Let's say yes. So the two of you round the corner <laughs> and you see JR frozen in place with the phone to her ear and you see this army of animated toys and a toy elf holding JR's key as they advance upon you. Did we hear the proletariat speech? <laughs> I think you caught the no gods, no masters as you were turning the corner. I kind of look for a second. I'm like, I mean, the toys got the right idea. So what do you do? Uh... Back up and close the door? Really? I <laughs> I have a hand on the door to say, really? Like, what's your plan? Constance slaps Alvin across the face to get him to wolf out. <laughs> Ow. What? Constance, you what what do you what do you want? I'm trying to read your signs. What's going on? Oh, I thought that would make you angry and you would wolf out. Oh no, that's that's just a slap. <laughs> oh, sorry, now it feels weird. Um uh, You mean to wolf out? Wait, wait, okay. I'm on board now though. I know the plan. Okay. So you just need to know the plan. Okay, do it again. <laughs> okay. And and Constance pushes Alvin forward to like to show that we have some fangs and some teeth too. Yeah, I get between my friends and the toy horde, half coyote. I go, Excuse me. Stay back, you cuddly, fluffy little toys. I think Alvin is just not fully wolfed out because he doesn't entirely understand the threat yet. (laughs) So a couple things happen. Jared, let's resolve your conversation here. You dial up Stoney and it rings twice. It says, uh, yeah, JR, what's up? Uh, got, got good news and bad news. Uh, well, good news is I mean, we found JR, the key. Don't you always have good news and bad news? Yes, I do. Uh, good news is we found the key. Bad Sometimes news is personal news. the lodge, the ski lodge, is about to be attacked by sentient communist toys. And in the background, you hear the exploitation of our labor is at an end. Did you catch that? That's a doll. That's a doll, and I'm about to get mauled by one of those giant toy carnival. Bears like the kind that you win for a girl at a carnival or a boy or anybody, a romantic partner, a would-be ro- Anyway, this bear is really fucking big and okay. the doll's got my key and- JR? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. this yeah. real? <laughs> I hold the phone out again. Roll, roll, <laughs> at, um, roll your uh, uh, friend on the horse. Oh my god! I, why would I make this up? There's okay, a specific move for this and I have to make you roll it. <laughs> it's a seven what happens on a mixed success for friends on the force you can act under pressure to get in touch with them when you need to divert any law enforcement action there will be a cost although maybe not right now okay but it's act under pressure so it's a worse outcome hard choice or a price to pay um it's like okay jr i'm trusting you i'm trusting you because you trusted me and i trusted you and that's how this works Circle of trust, yes. Circle of trust, yes. Make sure nobody ideally sees or, you know, um, is killed by or gets a photo. Don't let anyone see the toys, the living toy. Do, don't don't let anyone see the toys, please. I'm sending help. Don't I let anyone see try, the toys. I try, will try my best. Okay, thanks, Tony. Bye. Click. Is there a door in between this hallway and the dining area? There is like a big double door. JR is going to go and try and close the doors. So JR, you've made this phone call. Alvin, you've stepped forward. Kind of not really sure what's supposed to happen here because it's some toys. But I give a wink back to Constance and a thumbs up. 
as you're doing that and JR, as you're on the phone, you see the elf run over to a unopened present and tear it open. And <gasps> there is That's a toy fun. unicorn and it taps the key against the toy unicorn and it jumps on and says, charge! God. And then the horse starts galloping forward. <laughs> oh no, here comes a tiny horse. Constance sees this unfold, also kind of chuckles a little bit because it is quite funny, but realizes this could become a Gulliver's travel situation very quickly. <laughs> oh God. And so she rips off two of the eel tentacles off of her dress <laughs> and proceeds to use them as whips to Ooh. try to whip the toys into a corner. Okay. Are you trying to intimidate them or are you trying to hurt them? And which toy specifically? Because functionally, there is the toy elf, the giant bear, the mm-hmm. Play-Doh ooze. Um, sorry, not Play-Doh. The um, Fun-Doh ooze. <laughs> TM, 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 TM. TM. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. The horde of miniatures and the holiday drone. I'm going for the elf. So you're trying to maneuver them into a position, basically? Yeah, I'm basically like... A lion tamer. Yeah, lion yeah. taming a sentient elf toy. Okay. I know what you were trying to do, but it's going to be a kick some ass roll. Makes sense. That's an eight. On a seven plus, you inflict harm as established. Uh, I'm going to say that your makeshift snake whip does one harm. Hey. <laughs> it's one harm close. So you hit this toy and it kind of stumbles back for a second and then it holds the key out and shoots a blast of energy at you <laughs> and oh. inflicts ah. two harm on you. Uh, and you are knocked backwards. Oh, shit. And then it repeats, charge! And all of the toys surge forward. Hey, oh, shit. JR, you wanted to try to close the door? Yeah, I want to close the door. Go ahead and act under pressure for me. And uh, Constance and Alvin, are you going to try to stay on the inside of the door or the outside of the door? I think we're inside of the door. We're yeah. all inside. Okay. Um, That's mm-hmm. a 13. Yeah, you slam the door shut before Whoa. anyone can get there. Fantastic. Damn. Can I also lock it? Do you have a key to the door? No. Then I don't know how you would lock it. I'm going to fucking do magic. I'm going to lock that fucking door. Okay, roll to use magic. <laughs> All right, come on, come on, come on. Uh, okay, well, it is a nine. The effect, I assume, is to uh, bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature. Yeah. And you get to choose the glitch. Uh, problematic side effect. I'll take problematic side effect. Hmm. What do you say? Close. Or no, no, no. I say lock, lock. You lock the door, but your hand is stuck to it. What? <laughs> oh, no. For how long? Unclear. But your hand is frozen in place on the door. Oh. At least you're not, like, frozen solid again. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Oh, also, Quinn, really quickly, does this door have windows in it? Can people see through? No. Okay. Uh, Guys, just as an FYI, I'm a little indisposed now. So please don't let the tiny unicorn gore me to death. So- You all shut the door. A few things happen. The dough ooze starts Akira-ing on the floor towards Alvin and is just like sliming its way over. The horde of miniatures is now encircled all of you. The heart on the giant bear's stomach is starting to glow. The toy elf is rummaging through more packages. And the holiday drone has just blasted out one of the windows in the back and is no longer there. Well, shoot. Great. What would you like to do? Well, I guess that's a drone. That's not out of the ordinary. Um, the bear's just standing there and charging up its little Care Bear tummy. Looks like it. It's 
TM, 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 TM. <laughs> love bear. It's a love bear. <laughs> I mean, I think I might go follow Constance's lead and just try for the that elf. What are you doing? I want to do a big leap on top of it. So I, do, I, want, I want to go over the ooze. Make me an act under pressure roll. That ah, jeez. Because you leap forward and this giant love bear reaches up a hand and is trying to grab your leg. Super. That's a nine. Uh, worst outcome, hard choice, or price to pay? None of the above, please. <laughs> Sorry. You can make your attack, but the bear is still going to grab you. So you'll you'll get to attack, but then the bear will have you. That's probably fine. I will still continue the attack. My goal is to try to get it to drop the key or distract it in some way by attacking it. Yep. Yeah, um, so roll to kick some ass. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, six. Experience. Did you fail a kick some ass roll? I rolled it four. Oh. Uh, I only have plus two. Yeah, so... I'm very distracted. It's very funny. These things are very funny. I'm confused. The elf sees you coming, and he holds out the key, and there's a barrier in front of you, and you can't quite penetrate it. And then he says, Get him, buddy! And the bear hauls you back over in front of his stomach, and then this laser explodes outward, and (laughs) you are driven backwards and you smash through the door and are sent tumbling out into the dining hall in a very loud, very disruptive fashion. What happens to JR's hand? Am I still stuck (laughs) to the door? You now have a piece of door stuck to your hand. (laughs) It is ragdoll. Okay. All right. I can live with that. It's a small piece. (laughs) And you take one harm. None harm. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Constance sees this all unfold. (laughs) Goodbye. And <laughs> oh, let's see if I can get away with this. I'm going to dust myself off a little bit. I stand back up and then I try to remember that I- I've read about this sort of thing. And by this sort of thing, I mean, uh, <laughs> oh, wait for it. Cowboy rodeo maneuvers. And so I take my little snake eel whip and I... I actually uh, form it into a lasso and try to lasso the bear. So what was the book name? The Forgotten Art of Basic Rodeo Tomfoolery. (laughs) Second edition. (laughs) And who is that author? Clement Clementine Clemency. The third. <laughs> okay. Probably does have to be an act under pressure roll. So, yeah, go ahead and roll it. <laughs> you are clearly not happy like, with this choice. <laughs> um, the uh, the effect... The dice will let it not happen. <laughs> even on a success, you're not going to hog tie Buddy the Bear, but go ahead, <laughs> roll. Ooh, a good old ten. So you lasso this bear... And you can kind of like pull it, but the best you can do if it's fighting you is to keep it in place. I'll call that a win. JR? So Stony really wants to make sure nobody gets hurt. And well, we've already failed probably on not letting people discover what's going on since Alvin has gone 
Big coyote man. Full Kool-Aid man <laughs> through the door into Alvin, the Alvin, were you still room. a coyote when you... I think we said that he was kind of half coyote Mm-hmm. Okay. Because um, he wasn't taking it seriously. Let's come back to that in a minute. Great. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go into the dining room because I'm assuming now everybody's kind of like, what the fuck? Oh, yes. Uh, a man just came flying through the door. And uh, I'm going to go, okay, everyone, um, there is a wild animal, very large, dangerous, and I am going to need everybody to move out of here. Roll to manipulate someone. All right. Uh, that is a cool 10. So we're playing a little bit of Calvin Ball with the rules here because you're manipulating a whole crowd rather than just one person. So with a 10 plus, I do think the majority of people start to leave. But Sarah rushes over to Alvin and is like, Alvin, are you, what's going on? Are you okay? Alvin. And I think what Alvin did as he was rolling through the dining hall is attempt to grab a tablecloth and cover himself up with as much stuff as possible. I think it's got to be an act under pressure. God damn it. <laughs> Keep doing it. Uh, oh shit five what happens is you go rolling out and you you do grab a tablecloth and you mostly shroud yourself but sarah rushes over before you have a chance to change back and she Mm -hmm. sees you in your half coyote form and recoils sarah it's okay i'm okay i'm still i'm alvin we can things are a little tough right now there is a problem, similar to what JR was saying, but we can talk about this later. Don't freak out. From the other room. It's time to seize the means of production! No longer will we be servants! No longer will we dance for others' amusement! To the workshop! To the workshop, my brothers and sisters! <laughs> and as the elf says that, the horde of tiny toys surges past all of you and starts moving out of the room. <laughs> I lean over to Stan and I go, Stan, you got any... Um... You seem like the kind of man who might have a little bit of contraband, and I don't mean the drug kind, I mean the weapon kind. And JR, you see Stan, and Stan's about to respond to you, and then he looks at the toys, and he's like, wait, I I made those toys. I made all the oh. kids' toys in my workshop. Where's your workshop, Stan? To Claws. It's on the <laughs> other side of the, it's on the other side of the mountain. Oh. That's where you keep fuck. going. I thought you were just off smoking. <laughs> no, I, I volunteered to make all the kids' toys. We gotta go, man. Uh, it's Stan, way more Stan, now is the t- the Vibra skis. I am going to look around the room and see if there's anything heavy that I can just tie my end of the lasso to. <laughs> Leash the you bear. could tie it to the bar. Leash the bear. I do that. <laughs> okay, uh, it's going to be another actor under pressure roll. All right, I can do that. I'm glad someone can. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see if I can do that. Oh, boy. I can't do that. That's a good old five. Oh, Oh, Jesus Christ. As you're trying to maneuver, the heart on the bear's stomach lights up again, and the beam (laughs) shoots out and cuts the eel that you're using. (gasps) And it turns and gives you this rictus smile and starts lumbering your direction. Alvin's going to, as an aside, say to Sarah, you got to get out of here. Please don't watch. And then... He's going to coyote and charge the big bear. She looks at you with confusion and fear, and she turns and runs out the exit. Big bear time. 
take on someone my own size. I think this is actually going to be a protect someone because you are, um, okay. it's, it's advancing on Constance pretty quickly, so you're going to be protecting her. Mm-hmm. Eight. You protect them okay, but you're going to suffer some or all of the harm. Uh, so you spring forward and you tackle Buddy the Bear, and the two of you go end over end into the restaurant. And I think as that happens, you see its tummy light up and you catch the laser beam, but uh, it only does one Brace harm. Brace myself. And uh, the two of you are at the far end of the restaurant. I think Stan at this moment steps up and the, the like crowd of little toys is slowly taking over the dining hall. And he looks at the toy elf and says, Tinsel? <laughs> and Tinsel the elf looks up and stares at Stan and says, exploitation of our labor is at an end and the unicorn rears back and tinsel charges at stan